Columbus jersey. And Stafford fires it downfield to an open cup. He beat him for 70 yards in the playoff game. And he's got another long one against the Buccaneers. 52 yards it is. Oh, and it's blocked. Rams smother it. And deep throw. And the wide open cup. And ridden down by Edwards, but not until it was another big gain down the field for 34 yards. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. I am your uh, co-host Ashton with my awesome co-host Zach. Uh, Zach, how are you doing? Uh, doing not too bad. Uh, it was a short work week for me, so uh, I am uh, glad we are, you know, recording on Friday a little later than normal, which is okay. Uh, it's kind of a rough week for all of us, both Rams fans and um, and 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 that like. So, um, good to be getting this podcast done and uh, looking to have the conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, my fantasy team bounced back this week, Zach. The Rams, not so much. <laughs> uh. I almost feel like Zach after his Super Bowl, Sean McVay in his um franchise, uh or like in his franchise mode, he turns the injury slider back on. Uh because dude, it is nuts the amount of injuries we're getting. We lost uh Jackson this game at left tackle. Another lineman goes down, and Jackson has been playing very well. It made me angry when the announcer made a comment like oh it's addition by subtraction when we put in that uh backup lineman that we signed uh two weeks ago i was like what who who is writing his notes because jackson has been better than note boom this year when he's been in oh for sure um for sure yeah i don't I don't know where that comes from. Um, we know who the the weakness is on that offensive line. It's it's pretty pretty well known and very stood out in this game, especially. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm not a fan when they start picking on players that are actually you know you know even in a backup role. Remembering that most of these most of this offensive line is a backup role. Um, all but one is really performing um, the way that we need them to perform to get our offense to do anything. Yeah, so guys, we'll go ahead and uh, talk about the Tampa Bay game right now and just get into it. Uh, if you're wondering why our intro so short is because the Rams are not exactly giving us a lot to work with here, uh, especially these last few weeks. Uh, Zach, I let's talk about the offense first because I think me and you agree that's the problem, big problem this year. If you're complaining about the defense – Let's be honest. It's not a perfect defense. Both me and Zach agree with that. They're not perfect. They're not top five defense, nor should they be. But as we were talking before the pod, this is a good enough defense to win the Super Bowl. They are not the reason they are losing these games. Could they be better? Could they make bigger plays? Yes, uh, me, we do not disagree with that. They dropped two pick sixes. I understand. That's frustrating. When your offense only scores one touchdown off of a single broken play, like, I don't know what you want the defense to do. They're on the field twice as much as the offense, and they're expecting to have to score points on top of stopping the other offense. That's just not realistic to do. 
So, uh, Zach, what's your reaction to the offensive performance this game? Our offense is basically Cooper Cup, and that's all. It's just Cooper Cup. Like, the two big plays we had this game were Cooper Cup just breaking wide open and broken plays. Um, yeah, so, yeah, everything runs through Cooper Cup. I mean, he's still getting his um... – He's still getting his points, uh, whether it's in fantasy and his stats are still growing. It's, you know, he's still in the top five wide receivers, even with this offense. Um, And, you know, I think some of the blame has to go with we can't get a running game going. Um, You know, if you put anybody else in other than Henderson, um, you know what's going to happen. You know, even bringing Cam Akers back uh, this week, um, you knew that if Cam Akers was going to be on the field – that he was going to run the ball. So it's really easy to uh, defend that. Um, when you had Henderson out there, you know, it was a little bit different. You could, he could either run the ball, which he did, you know, with, with more success than anyone um, and had some good few breakout uh, pushes towards the end. Um, but, you know, if Malcolm Brown was out there, you know, it was pretty much, it, I mean, it was probably going to be a run play, uh, Cam Akers run play. Um, and, you know, if you and you can't even get the run game going. I mean, um, even with the limited of Cam Akers, he had five carries for three yards. Um, so his longest was two yards. Um, just not getting anywhere. That's that that problem is still going to linger. I don't know what the deal, what what's going to go on there, but um, it's just it's just not looking very good. Uh, our offensive line. I mean, you watch that, and you know, for the most part, the offensive line is giving Stafford a little bit more time. But the problem is Bobby Evans. I mean, I don't know how many times I just see the defender blow past him, and then he's just like out there in the open, like just like guarding nobody. And I'm like, what is what is happening? Um, so, <clears throat> you know, I I don't know. I mean. Uh, Robinson had, I mean, he was only, he only had three, um, three receptions. Uh, the, the two that I remember him having, they were very crucial in getting the first down and, um, you know, uh, he, he did well for those three catches, but we, we really need somebody to step up. And I don't know if it's Stafford, like just, he's just so uncomfortable with all the other receivers that, um, it's either going to go to Cooper cup or, um, you know, it's not going to go to anybody. Um, it's just, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to watch this team when you know that they have potential. I mean, you know, Allen Robinson is a great wide receiver. You know, um, Tyler Higby is a, is a great tight end. Van Jefferson's back, still not doing anything. Ben Skoranek didn't even do anything this game. Um, and so something has to give and, um, it all comes down to either our running game is just not there. And then our offensive line, um, so I don't, I don't know what else there really is to say. It's 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 what it is. I don't know if we're going to improve, um, but you know we're we are where we are as far as the offense goes. Mm-hmm. As far as our defense, Wait. though, I, I you know I I don't know. We we can get into this more, but our defense did did great. I mean, they kept Tom Brady had fifty eight attempts. He only had two hundred eighty yards. Averaging 4.8 yards. You know, he had one touchdown, which was at the very end because our offense could not close it out with a minute and 30 seconds left when Tampa Bay had no timeouts, nothing. And um, they couldn't they couldn't close it out. Um, do, you, guess, do you think that uh, 
So Kyron Williams is reported to be practicing currently. So I'm assuming they're probably going to activate him for this game. Um, both me and you don't know whether or not Kyron Williams can be anything in the NFL. But do you think Kim Cumming could provide some spark for this running game? I think it has to. I mean, this is the game that's going to make or break. I think it's both teams. It's going to make or break both these teams. Um, the Cardinals are three and six. The Rams are three and five. And so whoever wins this game still has the slimmest chance, but you lose this game and it's going to be over. So um, I think getting Kyron Williams back will be a boost only because it is a new weapon that we can try to utilize. Um, you know, I, the Henderson is doing great, is doing fine. Um, but it's just fine. Like we need someone to step up and be a little bit more than fine. And, um, and we, we just, we need something, we need a spark. We need something up there. That's going to keep our offense, keep the defense, the, the, the defense honest against us. And really just, we got to move the ball. We got to move it further. We got to get more first downs. We got to push it. You know, we can't just be three and out every single drive or, uh, three fourths of our drives or half of our drives. We need, we need, to just keep moving the ball um, and notch off time off the clock and give our defense time to rest and not always have to be out on the field. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, Uh, let's talk about defense a little bit, Zach. Um, Let's say it's an understatement, Zach, that uh, Twitter was not happy with Darion Kendrick. And I will say as the Twitter – Darion Kendrick kind of ambassador uh, for him. I've been repping him up, uh, but I'm I'm not going to lie. This was a bad game for him. He didn't do good. He had some good plays, and then he had also some bad plays. And I think people misunderstand that he is a rookie, and he's going to make mistakes, and he's starting – over a lot of more experienced people and you're going to have bad plays that come with that. Uh, it was still a bad game for him. I thought he did things that he could have done better. Uh, but a lot of the defense had point in times where they had opportunities to make plays and they just didn't. Um, I thought Bobby Wagner had his first flash play of the season uh, I'm happy he did. Uh, we really needed a field goal blocked at that point in time. So that's neat. Uh, but overall, there's not much to say. They kept on having three and outs. Like, I don't know what Twitter wants more. Yeah, I mean, I get... Or the defense. As far as the defense goes, um, you know, I can I can see some of the reason why some fans are kind of not overly happy with them. And that mostly goes with um, the, the kind of the soft coverage. Um, Cause you can always see that, you know uh, the DBs are usually always lined up, you know, five, seven, eight yards um, away from the receiver. Um, so they're playing a lot of zone coverage, which, you know, you don't like because that, that usually means that the offense can, um, you know, move, move the ball a little bit more efficiently, short passes, obviously. So, you know, three, four or five yards, um, at a time. And, you know, you know, everyone else is doing three and outs on us. And so we're expecting our defense to do that, but our defense is holding. 
Um, our defense is holding most teams to under 20 points. And in any other game with almost any other offense, minus, you know, maybe the, you know, the bottom 10, um, we should be able to get this game under control and the offense should have put up enough points to win. If we have a average offense, we would be six and two right now. For sure. I mean, there's, there's too many games that we, um, I mean, at least five and three, the 49ers games are always tough. So, you know, more or less, I, I, I do agree. I think I we, think we win the, the five first and one if, if it's six and two. Yeah. So I think, I think we're, we're, we're there. And if we were an average offense, but we're not in, yeah. It's just terrible when you have the caliber of Stafford, you have the caliber of Cooper Cup, you have a Rob, um, and we still can't get anything done. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, we're we're trying to make it the best. We're, they're trying to make it the best they can, and you know, either getting that offensive line healthy and figuring things out um, there, or getting Kyron Williams back, I think is going to be a success. So I'm mm-hmm. hopeful that we can push the ball forward i i will also say real quickly i thought mcveigh's like we've been complaining last two weeks that strategy wise how mcveigh was calling the game wasn't working at all um and he was making mistakes play calling for the most part i don't think that was the case this game i thought the overall plan doing a lot of quick passes doing a lot of screen stuff um I thought overall his play calling was solid. The execution wasn't there. I felt like this game was more execution of the players just failing to execute, failing to execute run blocking, failing to execute pass blocking, failing to execute routes, Mm -hmm. uh, some crucial drops. Uh, I mean, uh, big time defensive players not catching pick sixes like, you got to punish teams when they do stuff like that. Uh, and that's how you win close games is when you when they make a mistake, you punish them. And teams have done that to us all year. And, and it Tampa just, Bay did it to us at the very end. They yeah. punished the offense for not being able to get, you know, not being able to move the ball. And guess what? Tom Brady, you give Tom Brady a minute and a half, he's going to be able to run on that all day. Yeah, um, and also don't complain – about Cooper Cup knocking the first down on third, deciding to go down, uh, when literally everyone whined about how he didn't go down in the divisional game last year. And I mean fumbled. that. I mean that was a. I mean that was a call that he had to make. And you know, Cooper Cup is a very smart football player, and he knew that if he slid, the clock was going to keep moving. There was there was a good chance that he was going to get forced out of bounds before the before he got the first down and then the clock would have stopped. Yeah, so I, you either take the risk of that was, was that fourth down or was that third down? Uh I think that was second down and then we tried to run it with Hendo on third and fourth. Okay. So I mean you 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 got to respect that also at that time like you know it's second down and that was a good move for second down to keep the clock rolling if you you got into short yardage and, you know, you just need a couple yards. I mean, even though I know the run game isn't there, Henderson has been, you know, pretty good about getting two to three yards um, when needed. So it wasn't, I don't think it was a bad call. It was a smart move by Cooper Cup to remember, to know the rules that if I slide, the clock keeps going. Um, 
So I, I, I don't hate, I don't hate that call. All right, Zach, uh, let's kind of, uh, kind of go over some Rams news and then we'll try to preview, uh, this upcoming game against the Cardinals, uh, backup QB fun central there. Uh, so Zach, uh, news comes out. Stafford was in concussion protocol. Uh, I didn't really catch where he got the concussion, Zach. Did, did you catch that? No, I, you know, and I've been listening to a number of different re, uh, sources this week, um, and no one really has identified where the where it happened. If this was more a lingering, and then just you know, it was more like you know, after the game, the medical team was kind of like evaluating him, like normal post stuff, and they just something just didn't feel right, and they didn't actually. I don't think they actually activated him into the concussion protocol until Tuesday. So sometime between Sunday and Tuesday, they made that decision to um, put him under the the protocol. Um, you know, I, I know uh, Matthew Stafford's wife. You know, she's very upset about it. She's been she posts on Instagram and it's kind of been floating around um, all of uh, Rams news um, about her distaste for it. Um, whether um, you know whether it should be because of, you know, the turf or, um, what that, you know, we need to make sure we take these injuries seriously. And I think the Rams do, um, they, they, they take these things very seriously when a player gets hurt and, you know, they have the, they have the team, um, you know, with, uh, is it, is it Reggie Scott? Is that their medical yeah. guy? Um, yeah. and so he does a very good job with the team and, and the players and getting their rehab and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that if the Rams and, you know, if Sean McVay, Reggie Scott and Matthew Stafford all are in um, agreement that he can play, I think that's I think that's a testament. But I don't think Sean McVay would um, do something that would put his player, um, especially, you know, the the star uh, quarterback into a position where um, you're just going to cause more harm um, to him. Um, But I guess that also depends on how they adjust the offensive line. Um, if they keep Bobby Evans in that offensive line, you know, I'd probably pull Stafford for the week. Uh, yeah. As someone whose brother-in-law is a big Miami Dolphins fan, I do not want this fan base to go through what the Dolphins fan base had to go through with Tua. <laughs> so hold them if you have to. I understand this is a big game. Uh, we might have got a break because Kyler Murray is apparently day-to-day also, so it may be a weird situation where both teams are on their backup QBs. Um, there's that. Uh, so apparently uh, Terrell Burgess got signed off of our practice squad by the Giants. Uh, congrats to him for getting the opportunity to play Uh I mean, Zach, this is a player who had some good games in 2019, uh, but just after he got hurt, it just never was the same. So, yeah, um, I think the Rams were, I think they were trying to adjust their roster a little bit. And I don't know if they thought that he was going to get picked up off the waiver, which he did, um, and that they could have, because that's what happened. He got picked off off the waiver. So he could have got back on the practice squad if he would have. Um, passed through waivers, but he didn't. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he had his he had his flashes, and we thought he was going to become like a you know a big presence in the defense, um, and it didn't really come to fruition. Um, 
but I'm not, I'm not too worried. I mean, right now, I mean, we have a, we have a lot, um, in that, in that area that, uh, to work from. So I'm not super concerned in that position, but, um, I'm glad that at least he's, he's being recognized and, you know, he got to move on to another team, um, where hopefully he can, you know, shine too. Yeah. So it looks like overall Stafford is trending towards not playing, uh, Kyron Williams is trending towards activation and playing. Uh, both me and you are excited to see him. He's not exactly who I wanted the Rams to draft at running back. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what the kid has. Uh, we definitely can't get worse at the running game, Zach. So, like, at this point, you got to just start throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it sticks. Uh Brian Allen is out, but is trending towards playing. Uh, at least he wasn't practicing uh, Thursday. Uh, that's good. And no, Alert think, Jackson uh, is trending towards not playing also. Okay. I think um, Coleman Shelton is uh, back, is activated. Well, is in his 21-day window. So um, good news is, is that we may be getting him back sooner rather than later. That will be very appreciated. We definitely need a good guard right now, dear Lord. Uh, please wrap them in bubble wrap, McVay. Uh, we, I do not want to see uh, Brown on that O-line ever again. That was uh, PTSD from that. <laughs> um, so, so with Stafford out, or potentially out for this, this week, um, our options come down to Wolford and Perkins. I know we we posted a, a poll on our uh, East Coast Rams Twitter account on um, who we, who fans would want to see um, out there. And based on the Twitter, just based on our um, what we see uh, on Twitter and fully scientific from the poll, poll. Our, poll, our very scientific poll. Um, but I mean, I think just looking at Twitter and what people have commented over the last several days, I think even our poll shows that. Um, people want Perkins. Um, I think they want the dual threat of being able to run the ball um, and be able to throw. Um, we've seen Wolford play in NFL games before, and they haven't looked pretty um, in most of those instances. Um, I think at least at least one, if not two, of his starts, um, he threw um, at least a pick, if not a pick six. So um, his first throw in the NFL, I believe, was a pick six. Yeah, and um, so I think we're not comfortable. I think people are comparing him from Wolford and Perkins. Is you have Wolford, who is probably more of a game manager and more of a um, more of a Stafford like player. Um, obviously, not at that same caliber um, level, but um, he might be able to manage the game a little bit better. Um, but then Perkins, you kind of have the dual threat. He may not have, uh, and again, this is all just based on what we kind of see. But he may not have the the arm of Stafford or Wolford maybe, um, but he's able to run the ball and be able to kind of do some more trickier things um, in that offense than, than I think Wolford can do. So um, I'm on team Perkins. Um, I liked what we saw in preseason from him. You know um, I think he's aggressive. I think he's, he's willing to um, do whatever it takes to, to, to get the first down. So I'm pretty excited. Well, how about, how is your feelings towards the whole Wolford Wolford versus Perkins? Do we, Um, do we release the wolf or do we do three to the neck? uh, I'm, I'm definitely more towards Perkins. We just know what we have in Wolford. 
Uh, he's a one-read kind of guy. Uh, he's very much golf-like with the way how he stares down wide receivers. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of short passes with him. It may Our offense may benefit from uh, a different QB not necessarily looking for deep balls when he doesn't have the time. Uh, Wolford is less incentivized to do that. So I think that could help us a little bit. But overall, I just think Perkins has more benefits. Don't get me wrong. Perkins has the same lim- like limitations when it comes to reading coverage, but he can get out of the pocket and he can uh, kind of create on the run. And we haven't seen that ability with the first-team offense. And the first-team offense it may look night and day with a QB that can just like spice up the offense and do stuff uh you know when plays break down um Mm -hmm. and I think that's the problem our plays have been breaking down a lot and Stafford just gets sacked because of it I don't necessarily blame Stafford for everything happening but I think this could just force the team to naturally change with a different circumstance and that could benefit the offense in ways that we didn't see coming and it's not like we've been doing deep passes all year long. So a lot of our stuff is short passes. So I think whether you put in Perkins, who you know we, we would suggest we would do, but um, Sean McVay's smart. He's going to put in the player he thinks is going to be able to, cap- to be capable to make this, this a winning team. But um, you, you look at it and you know, we haven't been doing big passes. So whichever quarterback we throw in there, I mean, we're not looking for him to drop, you know, 40 yard bombs um you know we want him we want them to kind of stay within the the limits of the situation um and you know if they can make the explosive play great um that's what we want to see but just being able to just move the ball is all we want is to move the ball and get some first downs and not just be a complete three and out wash so um you know this is the one week where if you're going to have a backup quarterback this is probably it um, you know, it is, it is a home game. So hopefully, you know, you have the advantage there. Um, even though it hasn't really worked in the Rams favor since they've been back to LA, but whatever. Um, I do then, have Wolford's game stats. If we want to go over those, break them down for us. Okay. Uh, I, I got the stats, Zach. Uh, so out of four games, uh, Stafford or sorry, not Stafford. Wolford has zero touchdowns. Three interceptions and uh, what around like five sacks. Uh, overall, uh, I think for passing, his average passing percentage is uh, like fifty four percent. Not good. Uh, and by yards, we're looking at around two hundred and sixty yards thrown over four games in the NFL. Um, I would say I think three of those games were half games or sorry, not half games. Uh, two of those games were half games. One of those games was just one drive in 2020 against the Seahawks in the playoffs uh, before uh, nine that's, fingers that's, off. That's yeah. the well, that's the one when he got knocked and he had to be taken out by ambulance to the hospital. Yes. And he was looking really good that game, too. Uh for one drive. Doesn't mean that would have lasted, but he was looking good. Uh, so, I don't know, Zach. Uh, he has looked subpar for his NFL experience, and 
I just hope if he makes a mistake, the Rams are willing to pivot and uh, put Perkins in. And I even tweeted, like, I, I almost feel like he'll end up throwing a pick six in the first or second drive, and we'll get Perkins anyways. So, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think definitely if Stafford's out, I think we'll see at least both play at some point. Um, so I think that's what we'll, we'll end up having. Yeah. Uh, rough stuff, Zach. Uh, do you want to go ahead and, uh, do you want to make predictions for this Cardinals game? I mean, there's not a lot we can say. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Cardinals without Murray have been very lackluster. So. Well, and that's that's kind of where it's been at. I mean, you know, I've been listening, you know, going back and listening to other coverage of the Rams and um, kind of the matchups that are coming happening. And one of the biggest, the funniest matchups is um, Kingsbury versus Murray. Like, like is that going to be their fall? Is that their problem that they keep having? Is um, it's more in an internal battle between who's making the play calls um, and the success of those play calls? So, um, I think that's very interesting. That even if Murray's there that doesn't necessarily mean much when, you know, it seems like their coach or their quarterback um, are at odds. It, it kind of felt that way. I mean, it's felt that way over the last several years, uh, but this year, especially, you know, with Murray's contract um, issues that happened over the, um, over the off season. Um, and then just some of the play calls that just keep happening, you know, that's, that's very interesting. Um, you know, I'm not really worried about the offense, uh, about their offense, because again, I'm fine with our defense. Um, but I think the matchups we're going to be looking at is going to be, you know, like uh, Havenstein versus JJ Watt. Um, I think that's going to be a big one. Um, but you know, hopefully, keeping, uh, you know, having Havenstein in there, I think will is definitely the best bet for us in, in protecting Stafford. Or protecting any of either of the quarterbacks that are going to be playing. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, man, uh, I think we should win this game. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's so weird that this you know out of you know it looks like most people are say are saying that the Rams um, should win this game, um, but yeah, it's. It's just very weird. It's a very weird game. I mean, we're three and we're three and five. Um, We've lost every close game this season. We have, and it's it's just one of those things that it's it's getting frustrating as a Rams fan, and I get it. And we're trying to we're we're blaming everybody because you know it feels like it should be a team loss, Um, but it's definitely a put on our offense. I mean, we've had some missed um, opportunities in our special teams, um, but I don't think that's been our downfall either. Um, you know, yes, our defense is playing more soft coverage, but they're keeping most teams from scoring touchdowns. Yes, they may be dinking and dunking and moving the ball and using up time that the offense can have. But at the same time, if the offense can't even utilize that time appropriately, then what's the point? Um, so if they are the clock managers of this team, then that's then so be it. Um, but I think I think, you know, I don't know. It's it's super hard. We keep saying, you know, we're going to predict these scores and yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one's going to be a tough one because um, I think it's just it's it's just it's just a bad it's a bad look. Um, and literally, this will put us in con- either this will 
seal our fate that we will not be in the playoffs this year. Um, or, um, you know, we, we might have that spark that we may need to kind of push ourselves, um, to a, to a better spot. I mean, if you look past this week, um, you know, you, you kind of figure that all these other teams, um, seem beatable, um, if you have the right players in place. Um, but even when we saw against a Tampa team, which, you know, they didn't look good either. I mean, they had one good drive at the very end, um, because of one blown coverage and, that's it. So I don't know. I don't know. What is your thoughts going into this Cardinals game? Who do you think is going to come out of victory? Uh, I think the Rams will on a late or last second field goal. Uh, I think our offense is going to struggle and I do think our defense will score a touchdown this week and kind of bail out the offense for a little bit. I I do think our defense is very much due for a defensive touchdown. In this Cardinals team with a backup QB, I think they're going to make mistakes and uh, we'll be able to barely win because of it. So what's your score prediction? Oh, oh man. <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. I'll give you a minute to think. I'm going to say 20 to 17. Um, I'm going to say... That and I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a, a weird prediction or not a weird prediction but you know maybe a betting prediction. Um, I think Perkins is gonna score his first touchdown in the NFL and it is gonna be on a run play. So he's gonna run it himself. Uh, I will predict 19 to 16 Rams. I think the Rams end up getting a defensive touchdown this game. And a uh, safety. And a safety, okay. Yeah. I think the defense will show up and end up scoring more points than the offense. They need it. They need it for sure. All right. Um, Let's see. I'm just checking the Twitters to make sure there's no other crazy news that has come up. Um, But but overall, I I think, you know... I trust in McVeigh. Um, you know, yes, he's had some probably bad calls and things like that, but I think I think this team is trying. Um, they just need to figure out that offensive line. Um, I think they keep giving Bobby Evans the a chance, and that's just that's not working. We can clearly see that. We saw that three times, at a minimum of three times in this game, uh, this past game against Tampa. So we just need to we need to get the ball moving. Hopefully, Kyron Williams can help us out with that. You know they need to figure out Cam Akers. They either need to sit him or play him. Like let's let's stop pretending and let's let's make it not obvious what they're gonna do with the ball. Um, so yeah, every time Cam Akers is in, they're gonna run, and when Hendo is is in, he's gonna pass block or go out. Yeah, I like, mean, and and the and the I mean Henderson had a good couple of runs. I mean where he finally broke out and got you know ten plus yards, but it's just. It's just not, it wasn't there. Um, that it wasn't consistent enough to make a big difference. So I don't know. Um, but we do know that we appreciate everyone who listens to the East Coast Ramps podcast. Um, we do this to, you know, for the fans, by the fans. Um, so if you guys would please subscribe, like, and follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can find our po- our podcast 
uh, Twitter account at, at East Coast Rams. You can find Ashton at Rams fan Ashton one. You can find me at Zach Mayer. We have our YouTube channel up, so please follow us um, there. You can find us at youtube.com slash at East Coast Rams, I believe is our is our new YouTube handle, as they want to call it these days. Um, and yeah, anything you want to add, Ashton? No, uh, we really need to win this week to have a hope of going to or getting a wild card spot. Uh, it's still plausible we get a uh, what the seventh seed with uh, what, eleven and six. I I think that's still possible, uh, but we we have to start winning these games. Uh, we got a little bit lucky. Our schedule's looking a lot easier than initially thought. Uh, Seahawks are the best team remaining on our schedule, which is not Kansas, Kansas City. Or well, Kansas City. Uh, outside, the, I think I'm just writing that game off already as a loss. I think yeah, most I, I'm just like putting that in the it's corner. At Kansas City, um, yeah, we're we're gonna get murdered, man. <laughs> uh, hopefully but if, not, but you know, we'll see. We'll get to that game when we get to it. But either way, like the Seahawks and KC are what's left for our hard team. So. I think we could string together some wins if our O-line can get healthy and our run game starts producing and our passing game gets a little bit better. Just got to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. And if we can just score 20 points a game, we're going to win at least 80% of our games. So and that's that's what we need to get into the playoffs. So, all right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to East Coast Rams podcast. Uh, we will hopefully have a victory Monday so that we can, you know, have a more enthusiastic uh, podcast uh, for next week. Um, so, yeah, please make sure you share this podcast out. Um, it would do us uh, great for you guys to drop us a review in Apple Podcasts. Um, that's how we also can kind of get up in the in the standings there. Um, yeah. And so let's get this done on Sunday, Ramley. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Horns up.